Welcome back to the GP Productions podcast. Okay, welcome to the show, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. It's Mr. Evad Sullivan, a man that you'll probably recognize from the screens of WCW television. How are you doing today, man? Good, sir. How are you doing? Good. Listen, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today, man. So we'll rewind back to the beginning is what I always do, and just to find out how you got into the crazy world of professional wrestling. Well, I was coaching football and uh, met Harley Race, King, because I was in Topeka at the time at a university and uh, met him. And he kind of recruited me when I was recruiting his son. So I went down and started training with him and Bob Geigel. And then after that, I went out to Oregon and trained with Grappler and, and Rowdy. And then I got started full-time in it with PNW there with, with uh, Don, uh, Don Owens. Yeah. And um, was it something that you ever thought about before you guys crossed paths about getting into the wrestling business? Or you focused on football at the beginning of your career? Well, football mostly beginning my career. I did wrestle uh, as an amateur in high school and everything, and when I was a little kid. But uh, yeah, I kind of thought about it at times, but I just never took it seriously. I met Harley, being honest with you. Yeah, and um, what was the what was the thing about Harley that made you say yes, I'm going to do this? How did he convince you, or did you need convincing? I didn't really need to be convinced. I kind of uh, when he approached me to get me involved and start training me, I thought you know. I'm going to do this. I thought about it in the past, but I thought when he did that, that was, that was, that was good. So I wanted him to do it then. Yeah. Did you ever think about how hard it could be or it was on your body at the time before getting into it? You know, playing football, I thought was, it was hard too on my body, but wrestling is so much, is harder because you do it every day when you're on the road and stuff and, and then and it's nonstop. So you know, I don't think you really realize it until you get into it, how difficult is, how difficult wrestling is on your body. Yeah. Night and and night what, doing the show. Yeah. While we're talking about on the body or just an off topic, what is the worst injury that you think you've ever sustained in the ring? Oh, uh, well, I had my, I dislocated my shoulder in Germany. They're working for Otto. That was the worst that I, when I was working with the WCW, I uh, tore my quadricep tendon in a dark match with, uh, when Kevin and I were working against, I can't remember what tag team it was, it was a pre-match for the show sent off for this, for the show sent off for the pay-per-view. And it just, I got rolled up on the back and it snapped. And that was very painful because I couldn't really stand up because it was the tendon in the, you know, that, that hooked your quadricep and my quadricep rolled up in my leg and all that. That must have put you out of action for a long time, did it? Yeah, about four or five months, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, you, you've wrestled all over the world, and we were just talking a little bit there that you did get to wrestle over here in Ireland. Do you have any memories of being over here? 
Oh, I tell you what, it's a beautiful country. Uh, it's green all the time. That's the thing that amazed me the most about it. People are very, very friendly. And uh, you guys make a good make a good beer there. I mean, Dan Guinness is good. <laughs> and much better over there than we get over here in the cans and stuff. So, And the pubs are a lot of fun there. Yeah, that's what that's what I'd be telling people. I, I was actually in America for the first time in April, but I, I just couldn't try the Guinness there because I know it's it's not going to be the same. And people it's that I'm talking same. Yeah. People that I talk to in the States think that the Guinness that you guys have over there is is the, the shit like is the normal Guinness, but it, it isn't really until you've been to Ireland. <laughs> it's not even close. Not even yeah. close. Totally did you, different. Did, did you get to have a couple of beers over here? Oh, quite a few. Two, probably a few too many sometimes. Yeah. You know, uh, Fit, uh, Finley's a good friend of mine, and that little sucker can drink a lot of beer now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's, you, you never quite lose that as an Irishman, you know. And uh, <laughs> what's, what's, what was Finley like to work with anyway? Uh, uh, good. I mean, he's one of the best. I think he's one of the sharpest wrestlers there is. He just understands the business because he grew up in it with his dad and, and uh, he, you know, he, uh, you learned a lot from him about the business and, and uh, how to treat it and everything. And, and uh, he was a great teacher. I'm glad I met him young in my career, young part of my career, because I learned a lot from him. Yeah. And then he went on, obviously, very successfully trained a lot of female wrestlers in the WWF oh, as well. I think he's still doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Down yeah, there in Orlando. Yeah. 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 Um, if, how did you end up going to WCW then initially? Well, I was down in Puerto Rico working down there for Colin, for Colin, whatever his name is that ran that down there, uh, working with them. I was doing the bruiser, the equalizer thing there, with a lot like Bruiser Brody. And yep. then uh, and then Dusty just gave me a call one day and asked if I wanted to come up and, and do a bit with the WCW. And then I ended up going up there and then got hired full time. So, you know, it was kind of one of them just weird calls. I was down there, you know, he called because I was rooming with Dick Murdoch. Which you know, him and Dick were real good friends. They were in the business both when they were young, and so they were really close, good friends. And he called Dick, and then Dick told me, and I was up there. Yeah, and what was that company like to work with back then? Uh, WCW. Yeah, I was good. I it was, when I when I first it was really good. I enjoyed it then. It was a lot of fun. You know, Dusty kind of was a booker and he ran things, and then Jody Hamilton ran the back part when we were on TV and stuff. So, uh, guys were really cool with Rude and all those guys. So, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm kind of jumping ahead here because I wanted to mention. Obviously, you wrestled in Japan as well, and that's that's a massive deal. Like, there's a lot of people that talk very respectfully about the Japanese audience and the culture. And of course you were over there with new Japan. Mm. And how, how did you find Japan both culture wise and in a wrestling sense, how did it differ to the States? Uh, it's, it's a little more stiff, a little more, you know, realistic and stuff like that. The people though, you know, people are great over there too, great fans and they, they, they take it seriously. But to me, that's other than the sumo wrestling, it's the number two sport over there. So it's very important. And, and uh, I really enjoyed Work, uh, working over there for them because it was it was different. It was a lot of fun, and it was I enjoyed traveling, so I really enjoyed going to Japan. Yeah, is that would that be up there with one of your favorite places to wrestle? Then I would rate it up that in that in Europe, those two places because I wrestled yeah. in South Africa and other places. But I really enjoyed Europe because the fans in Europe really get into it, and so and Japan too. Was there anywhere in the world that you didn't get to wrestle in that you wanted to? 
oh, probably. I never got to go to Russia and wrestle over there. But they, I don't know if, how much anybody has anymore. I mean, they probably do. Maybe not now. But back then, you always kind of wanted to just see the country. And I never, yeah. you know, they didn't do a lot of shows over there. Russia is the big uh, heel at the moment over here in Europe, let's just say. <laughs> it's probably the big heel worldwide right now. <laughs> yeah, is it is it affecting things over there? Like everyone is saying, like, because of this war, the prices of everything has gone up. Like, it's shit's gone kind of crazy over here. I don't yeah, know about I mean, over there. Do you, do, you, do you think it's the war? What do you think? I mean, well, I, I, I don't that for an excuse, but I just, you don't ever know. Yeah, the COVID was the excuse, and now now it's the war. I find. I know it's it's like they're the, the, the they're the, the big boys are the heel, and they're just using these as ways to get at it. I don't know. You wonder because yeah, you just don't know. But it I'm, is inflation bad over there too, like it is here. Yeah, yeah. The price of fuel, the price of like diesel for cars, stuff like that. It's all like doubled, maybe tripled. I'm sure it's the same over there. That, and and honestly and truly, if you look at it, if you if you're going to increase fuel, everything else is going to increase because that's how it gets there. Your food and everything that's how it gets there. So you can buy at the store, goods or anything is fuel. So if you raise the price of fuel, everything else is going to raise. Yeah, I've noticed that because I work in a store, like, and I've just noticed that everything from an energy drink to bread is just just creeping <laughs> up slightly. Yeah, yeah, no question, milk and all that stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but anyway, we got slightly off topic there. Anyway, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but you're uh, right. Just, they're the heel. They're the heels right now. <laughs> they're the big. They're the big heel. What yeah. was it like um, being on the road as a wrestler, say in the 1990s? Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, it was just a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, the guys were pretty cool and stuff, and you just, you know, we we went out and we had a lot of good times together. Get in trouble was, yeah, who was the best guys to go out with that you worked with in the business? Uh, Finley was one of them. And, you know, when I was at WCW, I went out a lot with uh, with Bagwell and those guys. And 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 uh, he was partnered up at the time. He passed just recently, old Patriot. So I enjoyed going out with him a lot and stuff and those guys. And, and uh, of course, Rick Rude and all them, too. They were a lot of fun and everything. So, you know, I mean... Most of the guys I went out with, I usually didn't go out the bad guys. I tried to go out the guys that were a lot of fun and stuff. And we always had a good time. We got drink a few pints, throw them down. Yeah. Just a moment on on Buff Bagwell. You mentioned him there. I had him as a guest on my show like last year. <laughs> yeah, uh, did, you see the recent, did you see the recent photos of him? Yeah, I saw him come across when you did your pre-glam and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I, I haven't seen Marcus yeah, for quite a while. How's he doing? Oh, he's doing really good. He's with uh, DDP in um, in DDP's um, program. Um, he went in there to kind of Dry guess, out clean, 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 clean the body up. Yeah. So uh, there's some really interesting photos that came came out of Buff the other day. I'm going to try find them here just to get your your reaction because they're quite incredible. Um, let me see if technology will uh, let you do it. Well, let me do it. I will show you the most recent photo of Buff now. You're not going to believe this. Okay, I should be able to do this for you now. Do, do, do. Okay, here we go. That's going to make yet. that. Uh, yes, it is. That's yeah. not Buff. That's Buff. That is Holy Buff the other day. 
Holy cow. Well, he got, now, what's his, no, he really did get cleaned up. Yeah. Now, I think they may, they may have been doing this for, um, like a TV thing or something, but that, that is buff from the other day. He looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah, because he, he went through a bad deal with that last time we had those accident and those car things. And I remember DDP saying that he was, you know, he mentioned on, uh, on Facebook he was going to help him and stuff. So that's good. He's done miracles. You know, yeah. he, he got Scott Hall and, Jake the Snake all straightened up too. Yeah. He's a good hearted, good hearted man. Yeah. Did you find working in the business back then that there was a lot of problems with alcohol and drug abuse, and maybe it wasn't kind of regulated? Not just in WCW now. I'm just saying in general. Oh, I, I think wrestling had a lot of issues with that back then. Yeah, I don't know if it still does anymore, but uh, it did. It did. I mean, it was. That's why I think so many of them lost their life at such a young age. Yeah, I always compare when I talk about things like that to people. It was like, uh, well, what was rock and roll like in the eighties, or what was Hollywood like? What is what are they exactly. like now? You still see things coming out every so often of people partying hard or whatever. I don't think do they party hard like we all did in the eighties and nineties though. I wouldn't think so because the the old uh, with these guys the phones. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> a problem these days. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a good yeah. point. Technology's probably changed a lot of that stuff. If uh, if technology was around in your wrestling days, I think maybe a lot of people may have been cancelled, would they? Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably yeah. exactly. That's probably a good point. Well, well, well said. <laughs> um, I just want to say you tag teamed with Rick Rude. What was he like as a person, both inside and outside the ring? Um, he great worker, one of the best. Um, very talented. Um, Person-wise, I get along with him great. We traveled a lot together and partied a lot together, and we always had a good time with Rick. Stayed at his house a few times. Always a gentleman. So I, I really like Rick Rude. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed working with him. He, that's my first guy I've got to work with when I got in the business at, with the WCW, and he really was he was good to me. Yeah. I'll ask you a question straight out, but you don't have to name names. What's the craziest thing that you've ever seen on a night out with a wrestler? Oh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> when uh, we were all there and and for some reason they wanted to fight a guy. And I didn't say his name and I don't know why they wanted to fight him. And all of a sudden the guys we were working against were there too. And I'm not going to say their names. And we, we ended up clearing the place out and then, we we didn't get arrested, but we got. They tried to sue us and stuff, but we got out of it. Wow. So it got so interesting. A, a bar room brawl, if you will. Yes, and then it was stupid because it was just some idiot one that thought he could beat somebody up, and it just got people and his friends went nuts, and then we just you know took it over from there. But it was it was like going. You look back at it now, you go, when the heck was that guy even thinking? Probably wasn't thinking that's what it, why it happened. It, it happens a lot, I think, with people. Um, they try and annoy, I think, like if, if I if I see you out from television maybe and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to like try and work you up or whatever, but it happens. I think guys try to do it for money, you know, try to get a claim or something like that these days. Right. Well, you know? I'm, this was, we were all... A bunch of us were in, in a small town outside of, <clears throat> I think it was Georgia. We all went, uh, you've probably heard the story, but we're all out uh, 
hog hunting and we go to this place and this and this guy tells uh, uh what the heck's his name mr perfect carrot kurt that he could beat him in arm wrestling and it's like going and kurt doesn't arm wrestle anyway but he's like ah i'll kill you i'll drop you so he but rube you know was an arm wrestling champion he goes that skinnier guy over there i'll let you wrestle him if you beat him then you could arm wrestle me and so he sets Rude up. Rude, of course, flashes the guy like nothing, you know. Hitting, but hitting, and thank God, because I didn't want to arm wrestle him. <laughs> I didn't want to lose to him. I'd had to punch him if I arm wrestled him. But he goes, but I'm just saying, Rude just because he was so good at him. He was a world champ, lightweight. Yeah. Um, when you, when you and Kevin Sullivan had the the angles together, um, how did you guys work as a team? Oh, you know, we just, we knew how to work together because we were tag team there for a while before we ended up working against each other. But yeah, Kevin, Kevin was fun to work with because it's, it's a more of a brute style when you work with Kevin, it's not wrestling. It's just basically a brawl. And so I kind of like those kind of matches. I, you know, you don't have to fall down all over the place, take a bunch of bumps or catch anybody. Just go out and have a little brawl. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And what was it like working with the, the Hulkster then obviously went on to probably be the biggest star probably ever in wrestling didn't he yeah he did him he i mean other than probably rocks might have been the only one you could put over him because rocks made it a lot bigger in hollywood than i think anybody ever thought anybody could but yeah yeah it was it was it was fun but you know hulk's a a little bit different but it's fun you know is he very is he a very serious guy when it comes to planning matches and things like that yes he is yeah he is which is fine i mean yeah you know, when you, when you talk Flair, I mean, everything Flair does, we do in the ring. Yeah. You know, very, very, very little is talked about. Yeah. Did you see Rick's last match last night? Yes, I watched a little bit of it today. I felt for yeah. him. That was tough to watch. Yeah, he, he he really, he just wanted to do it, and you could see his heart was in it. But, man, like, at that age, it's so difficult to pull it off, isn't it? Well, and especially what he's been through health wise in the last, you know, year and a half, you know, been, I mean, he almost died and they put a pacemaker in him. So, I mean, he's been through a tough time, you know? So, I mean, to try to do that, that's very difficult. I give him credit in his heart to doing it, but you know, I, I, it was hard. It was hard to watch because that wasn't the Ric Flair I was around all the time. Yeah. But he is what? He's 70 now, isn't he? Oh, I think he's 74, isn't he? Or is he 72, 73? Wow. You know, I mean, he's in his he's in his seventies, but I think with, with with going through those health things that he went through, uh, uh, what was that? Two years ago, when he was in the hospital, almost died. All that stuff changes you so much physically because what your body has to go through and your heart and everything to recover. I don't think you'd ever be the same. Maybe that just kind of woke something up in him, and he said, "Right, if if this happens again, I need to have at least one right. match and get back I in the business." So. You know? I'm sure that's what it was. You know, yeah, knowing Rick, yeah. and he just wanted to go out doing it, doing it his way, and I'm sure that's why he did it. Kind of like Elvis on his last show, you know, he wanted yeah. to go out and sing my way and do all that stuff. I don't think I don't know if he knew he was going to die, but he had to have those last good shows before he went. I hope he just retires now and actually enjoys his life. He's put more than enough time into this business to enjoy his oh. life. I think at this point. Oh God, yeah. I mean, when he was when he was helped building it up, he'd work two shows a day. You know, yeah. they'd take him to one place, do him another, you know, when he was champion and traveling all over. So, yeah, I mean, it. he definitely he definitely put all his time in this business that anybody ever has. Yeah. 
one man that was there sitting in the crowd last night was uh, DDP that you worked with and you worked yeah. a good angle. Uh, you worked a good was angle with him. Was he yeah, he was there. He he got involved um, with Mark Cardona. He came in and just gave him a diamond cutter. But I think it was just kind of a, a cameo kind of thing. But uh, obviously a very well-respected guy in the business. Um, how did you two get along when you were working your program together? Hey, we did. It was good. I mean, it was a little different because we had the diamond doll and all that stuff involved with it. But his yeah. wife at the time. But she was a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. And uh, it was good. Diamond's easy to work with. I mean, yeah, I'm, you know, he's he's shown his true heart by helping all these people out like he does and, and helping them when they're down in their luck and, and they need help and they're, and they don't have any direction. And I think I give him credit for that. That's an honorable job that he, what he's done with that. Did you see signs of that in him as a person back then, even to what he's become now? Well, I remember every Christmas he had the biggest Christmas party. He's like a big kid. You know, he's just, he didn't have it in him. And uh, I cannot remember Diamond Doll's first name. For the heck of me, or real? No, Kim, Kimberly. It's a Kimberly, and they didn't yeah. have any kids. But he had a Christmas party with all this stuff, and he put it all in himself. And it was like he was a giant kid. So you knew right then and there he had a huge heart for people. Yeah, he just really, and, really cared about people. Yeah. When you, you ultimately left the business, what was your decision behind that? Well, I did. I went back after, the, and I did some part. I did some. Independence and all that stuff around it really one. And I meant fart around a little bit with the independence nowadays too. But I mean I just made a decision that the body was beat up enough and let's go on and do some other things. So got back into coaching and all that stuff and started, you know, doing the football thing again. So that's kind of what led me back into this is just realizing that I don't know if I want to travel and continue on it and and put more body more through it than you know, you, you realize you work a lot of days out of the year and it's tough as you get older. So that's why I just do it. Did it did mostly got it, got back into what I, what I knew the football. And then I did the wrestling part-time off and on. Yeah. You kind of came full circle then from starting with the football, going into the wrestling and coming back to the football. Are you still coaching now? Yeah. I help out at, I coach at a high school here in town. So I do that and work, work with kids. So I'm still, yeah, involved. I, I, there's nothing better than high school football, Friday night, like that stuff. Watch you grow up. Would you ever think about going back into the wrestling, even at a kind of writer or anything else capacity? Not obviously physically wrestling, but some way involved in, in a business and a job sense. Yeah, help out the independents a little bit and work that way with them and try to help younger guys and stuff. So, yeah, I I, I would be happy to do something like that more full-time if there was something like that but i help i try to stay involved a little bit around the area with independence yeah very good you've had absolute pleasure to have you on the show today man i told you it was going to be a piece of pie well if you're ever in america you better call me up and come to omaha nebraska and have a and i ain't gonna get in as well we'll just have a local we'll go down and have like local ipp beer and have a good beer here that's made here in omaha not yeah. try to Guinness. If I come there, I'm going to have a Guinness with you. Yeah. I hear Omaha on Chris Jericho's podcast all the time. Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks. That's his right. advertiser. Are they good? Yeah. This is, this is truthfully, this is, this is state country of the world. I mean, we have the most beef in the, in the world here in this state out Western Nebraska. So yeah, it's a big, if you want a good steak, I'll take you for a good steak and we'll have a local beer too. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for your time today. You'd be good. You too. All right, man.